Yo and hello! Welcome back to Podcast Free Roscoe. I'm Sammy. And I'm Jody. And we're wondering, do you remember Radio Free Roscoe? And if you're just remembering now, it took you long enough. As I dive over the finish line. Because it's the finish line of the podcast. <laughs> as, as Sammy goofily sings one of the niche songs on the soundtrack that is um, significant to the two of us and potentially nobody else well, is listening. Okay, to be fair, we have talked about one marathon before. So. Yes, yes. But it is, it is the finish line of the podcast. I can't believe we are Holy at the shit. final episode of Radio Free Roscoe and a podcast Free Roscoe. That's absolutely wild. Like a year ago now, we were like hanging out at my place planning the show and planning segments and talking about how we wanted to do things. And it's so wild that we're at this point and we're, we're at the end. So crazy. It's been a really fun journey of, of rewatching the show and also creating a, a weird archival commentary of one of the strangest years on record. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it's been a time. It's absolutely been a time. But today you're joining us for the final episode of RFR Season 2, Episode 26, The Last Dance. First aired May 27th, 2005. It was written by Brent Piaskowski and directed by Graham Lynch. So, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not having any new characters join us. It's, it's just our crew, but we haven't really gone into the core fours acting careers before so i'll give you a little bit of an overview on each of them so nathan stevenson is robbie of course his first role was system crash uh, as we found out uh, some time ago which was, crash. yeah he played crash he played system crash in system crash um rfr was kind of his breakout role he was also in dark oracle naturally sadie degrassi the next generation tending to play sort of heartthrob characters he was in the tv movie my babysitters of vampire along with kate todd um and uh it's it was kind of cool i watched a clip or two of it it came out in like 2012 i think and uh or 2010 maybe 2010 2012 and it was just cool to see the two of them interacting like he's a vampire who's trying to turn kate todd into a vampire and it's just like you guys look at you you're cute <laughs> um his uh nathan stevenson's last acting gig was a voice role in bay wheels in 2012 which is some sort of beyblade spinoff um and uh now he works in sales uh so things that really seem to dry up for him a bit maybe he just doesn't want to act anymore um that's okay it's just a change in career also, did I ever mention yeah. that when I was in first grade, um, we had to keep a journal every day of like either what we did that night or what we did on the weekend? I can't remember. But all the boys got banned. All the boys got banned from uh, writing about playing Beyblades because the teacher got really sick of hearing about it. <laughs> so you, <laughs> you couldn't talk about Beyblades in the first grade. <laughs> That's excellent, and that sounds that sounds accurate to a to a first grade experience. But yeah, unfortunately, I think Nathan Stevenson is long out of the acting game. Even months before we started this podcast, I think we found a story on Reddit about somebody running into him at a Boston pizza in Keswick that he was working at, and he just did not want to talk about acting. So I, I think he's Nathan he's Carter. left that. I think that person thought it was Nathan Carter, but I have actually found evidence that Nathan Stevenson managed a Boston pizza. Oh, we found out about Nathan Carter. Is this like no, some sort of Mandela no. effect? <laughs> <laughs> but it's incredibly yes. niche, and it's about which it's... guy named Nathan works at a Boston pizza. <laughs> which Canadian actor named Nathan worked in a Boston pizza? Nathan Philly. Yeah, no, I. I completely found Nathan Stevenson's LinkedIn and he, he managed a Boston pizza for a while. And yeah, he's just, he's, his, he's just not doing the acting thing anymore. So all the best to him. Uh, it is a shame because he was really good at it, but you know, it's also like a pretty cutthroat industry. So, you know, much respect if he decided that wasn't for him and is doing new things now. Nathan Carter, uh, Travis, RFR was seemingly his only really big and prominent role. Uh, he had a small role in the famous Jet Jackson. He was in a TV movie called A Holiday Romance that I now need to like find because I want to see like small 15-year-old Travis. Even though he's supposed to be 14 in Radio Free Roscoe. Um, his last listed credit uh, in IMDb was in 2010 for a short film called Last Monday. 
So I don't know. It seems like Nathan Carter's career isn't super active, but he uploaded new headshots this year. Like he got new headshots done this year. So maybe he's making a comeback. I don't know. I really hope so. <laughs> um, uh, I When I was looking around for, for stuff with him, um, I can't remember if we talked about this already, but Lara Amersey, who played Bridget, has a photo of her catching up with him in like 2018. And it's it's very cute. It's just like 15 years of Bridget and Travis. It was Aww. very sweet. And uh, I also found a fan photo that seems to have been taken in a mall food court because they're standing in front of a booster juice. And he's wearing like a full like black suit and tie. And he's got like long hair done in a bun. Aww. And this person's just like, about Travis. And he's like, hi. I was totally <laughs> hoping you were going to say like he's dressed in like full booster juice uniform. Like what if you just yeah. saw Nathan Carter like working at a booster <laughs> I juice? Would, I would absolutely die. Um, and, uh, oh yeah, so he seems to go by Nate Carter now, not Nathan Carter, um, at least according to his Facebook page, which I also found. <laughs> and, uh, the only thing, other thing I wanted to share was I actually found this really nice in-depth article, uh, from 2004. It's, uh, Pop Girls. It's a website that did an in-depth interview with Nathan Carter, and I highly recommend checking it out. If you just search Pop Girls, that's Pop, G-U-R-L-S, uh, Nathan Carter, you'll find it. And it's just a, it's a night, it's a really interesting window into uh, what it was like working on IRFR. Um, he talks about how much Al McAdam made him laugh and how he would have to like <laughs> try really hard to hold in his laughter during scenes because Al was always doing stuff to make him laugh. Oh, I fully believe that. Nate Carter maybe not super active in the active acting game currently, but new headshots. Maybe he's coming back. Would love to see some more, some more Nate Carter stuff. It's Travis time, baby. It's Travis time. It's Travis Tuesday every day. Um, Kate Todd. So Kate started off her career in an episode of Strange Days at Blake Halsey High. She's also acted in Degrassi, Life with Derek, My Babysitter's a Vampire, as aforementioned, the film. And then, like, after the film, it got made into a TV series that she was also the star of. Um, so I guess she kind of gets turned into a vampire during the film, and then in the series, she's a main character vampire. Uh, most recently, acting-wise, she's done voice stuff for Assassin's Creed and The Division, which I think we've talked about before when we made our, our Six Degree Connections. Um, she's currently based in Philadelphia with her husband Norbert, and she teaches music lessons. Um, if you look on her YouTube channel, she puts out music, and uh, this year she put out a couple of really cute sing-along stories where she picked some kids' books and like sang little songs and was reading them. It's extremely Aww. sweet. Yeah, and she just she sounds the same. It's just it's Lily Randall singing you sweet children's stories. She puts out music every couple of years. It's all available on Spotify. I think she does, uh, she kind of does a lot of country music, um, and, uh, she does RFR-related posts all the time. It's really cute. Like, you'll find she'll have dug up some cute behind-the-scenes stuff or be, like, you know, uh, just pulling up memories. Like, I think she posted one of her and Ashley Newborough looking like, like a pair of super edgy teens and just being like, oh, the memories, and I actually saw Ashley Newborough uh commented back being like oh we were such babies i'm like oh you guys this is too cute <laughs> so um and kate's really cool too about like interacting with fans and stuff like that she's really really sweet and uh she still has a lot of love for her rfr uh my babysitters of vampire um days which is great and then our most probably our most prominent most active uh actor is al mccadam He's had a fairly long career. He started off in Tales from the Crypt Keeper and My Best Friend is an Alien. Uh, as we've sort of discovered throughout the series, he's voiced in a lot of stuff like Angela Anaconda, Redwall, Elliot Moose. He was also in Degrassi. He's going to be in a Don Shabib movie coming out soon. Don Shabib being the oh, director of Going Down the yeah. Road. Wow. So I'm interested to see what that's going to be about. Like one of our, you know, Historically prominent English-Canadian directors is going to be working with him soon. Um, I'm really excited for he's going to be in a show called Lady Dicks, uh, which co-stars Meredith McNeil from Baroness Von Sketch Show. And he, it looks like he's going to have a pretty prominent role in that. So I'm really excited for him. I'm so uh, down. I think, it's, I think it's going to be a big show for him, which is great. Uh, he does post stuff from RFR and Degrassi sometimes. He's super active on Instagram. And he's still in Toronto with his wife, Saffron. And I think they have a dog. 
Yeah, I think they have a dog. But yeah, follow him on Instagram. Him and Kate Todd are both pretty active. They post great nostalgic stuff and they're, they both post about their careers and it's really nice. That was another thing with Kate Todd. Like I found a video of her saying, you know, we're still going to do like I'm still going to teach lessons. I'm offering virtual and like, you know, if it's in home, we're going to follow all these regulations and stuff. And I was just like, oh, well, you can you can take music lessons with Lily Randall. <laughs> that's so cool. But yeah, that's our that's our core four. My swish wish is that you realize that I'm the one. Oh, boy. So we start out the episode uh, with Ray and Lily playing a game of Swish Wish, which I don't think we've ever seen in the show. But I, I guess it's just they, so. they make a wish. They're shooting baskets. And like if, if they make it, their wish will come true. And they're talking about how they're, they're wishing Travis will stay and you won't actually have to move away. And Lily is also wishing that No Man's Land gets this mall tour because apparently that's up for grabs. I don't, I don't know like what mall tour means and what like, <laughs> what's the, the kind of like vicinity we're looking at because there's no way Roscoe has more than one mall and there's no way that that <laughs> mall isn't like small and shitty. <laughs> I I love the idea that it's these tiny little Ontario towns and they're just like it's like you're going to like what Lucan and, and Dundas and Strathroy and just like <laughs> just Thank doing you, this epic tour. Thank you, Saint Thomas. How you doing, Shadow? <laughs> We're called we we have been Jumbo's ghost. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I think I think that's the one. I make a lot of jokes about things being good band names. I think that's the one I could be persuaded to actually turn into a band. Fucking yeah. Jumbo's Ghost. Except you'd have to be based in St. Thomas. Mm-hmm. We're like from there. Have a deep history in St. Thomas. So we we see this game between Ray and Lily. And after um, Lily kind of shoots her basket, Ray shoots another one. He's like, I wish that you would pick me <laughs> instead of River. <laughs> And Lily's like, what the hell, dude? I, I you can't dating, do that. You can't do that. So immediately after getting dumped by Grace, with her realizing that he still has feelings for Lily, he is, he is like on, on the prowl. He is like- Laser focused. Yes, he is there uh, on, on the quest for Lily once again. So uh, he, you know, is like pushing for her to leave River and to be with him. And she's like, you can't do this. I'm dating him. That sucks. I'm question mark and I'm wondering, what are your plans after the school dance? How are you spending your summer? Sleeping through summer school? The RFR DJs are talking about, you know, plans for the summer. What are you going to do? And they're they're listing off things like maybe you're going to go on a tour. Like maybe you're going to hang out with your, your significant other. And Travis is like, maybe you're taking a family trip that you don't want to go on. <laughs> Just stares <laughs> off into the boy and they're like, Travis. Uh. Ugh, weird. And uh, Robbie says, but don't worry, RFR is going to be on five days a week at 4 p.m. And Ray's like, um, maybe, maybe hold the phone on that. And they cut to music so that they can talk, which, <laughs> again, it's so like, it's so funny how like there's so many times where you, you think they're in like mid-sentence or mid-conversation and <laughs> like picturing this as a listener where music just kind of cuts yeah. in. <laughs> it's like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> And uh, but we find out that uh, Mickey wants Ray to do more MCing at the cafe, and some of those uh, some of those MC sets are going to start at four, uh, which is apparently when RFR is on. Um, which like also like you're not in school anymore; you don't have to like start at four p.m. Yeah, like, <laughs> you could like you can adjust. You have yeah. the power, and also. I mean, given the the very tenuous timeline of school at Roscoe <laughs> High, yeah, you might have already been doing your your radio show while school was going on, so it hasn't mattered at all. Like you, you guys did an all night dance party version of RFR, like, and you you've done like late night auctions. You don't like, get 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 funky with it. I don't know, but get Robbie's funky pissed. with it is your advice. Yeah, that's just my advice. Is just get funky with it. Wow. Um, but Robbie's pissed at Ray because uh, you know he's mad that Ray's not prioritizing RFR. So, so that's a thing that's happening. Then we immediately cut to Robbie and Kim dashing into Mickey's because Kim has apparently just thrown a water balloon at River Pierce, <laughs> and, uh, and she's like, like, he deserved it. He's so smug. So we get like the kind of true colors of like after 
seeing like so much of this early this season, Kim and River being a little buddy-buddy with how like they're super high achievers. Flirtatious. Oh, look at us. Yeah. yeah. And like weirdly like flirtatious of her being like, oh God, he sucks. <laughs> she knows she understands she she even she's kind of invented a new persona for herself called jade she says uh, kim's kim's off in paris still like i'm her i'm her fun super fun identical twin jade um she also reveals that she's gotten a junior reporter job at the local news station which is pretty sweet i guess there is another radio station in roscoe that isn't cuckoo radio <laughs> Yeah, I guess it because it's news radio, it didn't make the top of that um that one random poll. Um maybe it's it's not exciting enough. But Robbie's like, I thought we were gonna spend the summer together and Kim's like, Oh, that's sweet and also selfish. Oh, he, here comes River <laughs> and they run off and you just see a very like soggy river pierce like just kind of like step slowly into Mickey's looking very upset. <laughs> it's very good. You know, Robbie's kind of seeing his summer plans crumble. So we'll see what happens with that. And then this is so touching. Okay, left forward close, right forward close. That's it. You got it. Let me show you my favorite move. <laughs> we are getting the return of Mickey teaching the teens to dance, which we yeah. haven't seen oh. since Robbie was learning how to tango. It's such it's a really sweet cute. little callback. And it's just uh, it's the cutest scene of Travis and Parker practicing their dance together. Because they've only got, you know, this one school dance left and they want to, like, make it perfect. And Parker is, like, really focused on, like, them having a big moment where everybody stops and looks at them dancing together. And, oh, it's so sweet. It's so cute. And, and you know, Travis says this is, like, going to be our last dance ever. And Parker's like, no, no, last dance for now. Like, you know, trying to trying to keep up the positivity and uh, Mickey's like, you know what, kids? I've got my second win. Here we go. And we leave them learning how to dance. It's so cute. It's we love really Mickey. sweet. Uh, then we go to Lily and River hanging out in Lily's basement. Uh, Lily's being all cute. I guess she's just gotten some Lily-scented perfume from uh, River. And she's doing that thing where you make like a cloud of perfume and then you run through it. And uh, she talks to River about when he realized she was the one. And he's like, when I got the law internship. And she's like, oh, okay, that's, that's, <laughs> that's romantic. That's great. Thanks, River. I knew then because when I got the job, the first thing I thought was, I can't wait to tell them. So they have a cute moment and they start kissing. And Lily's dad does his uh, turn flashlights on and off thing. And Lily's like, okay, dad, he's leaving, but not yet. And then they, they kiss some more. They, they seem to be doing well. Um, then we get, we get a surprising little scene between Travis and our long lost Principal Waller. Oh, I've missed him so much. We I've missed him Waller too. So long. Where have you been? Oh, oh The school's Waller. been chaos without you. But it's, it is very, very nice. It's a nice scene of, you know, Waller kind of stopping him in the hallway and saying, you know, your new school has requested your records. Which includes all of the infractions that you've made. <laughs> so you know, all, all, like when he hacked the, the station, when he like beat up people in the hallway, uh, <laughs> presumably when he like got into like a weird pissing contest with Waller in his classroom. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, and just bullied him. Wait, remember when he just pissed in the classroom? <laughs> remember when he just pissed? Um, <laughs> yes. Well, if it were up to me, I would send you off with a clean slate. I've seen how much you've changed. Sometimes it's possible for a principal to hate the policy as much as the students. Anyway, good luck, son. It's been a pleasure knowing you. And it's just like a very nice moment. And Travis kind of like looks at him, just kind of surprised afterwards. Oh, and it's, uh, it's a nice wrap up. But oh, I've missed Waller so much. I want more. That better of him. not be the last we see of him. I, I hope know. he shows up again later in the episode. Here's a song to practice your moves for this Friday's dance. With special DJs MC Hyperfunk Master E. Diddy Ice Daddy and Ted. In the radio station and the next uh, show, Robbie's like, hey, Ray, guess what? I I've worked it all out here. And he shows this obnoxiously colorful schedule to be like, look it, see, you can you can MC here and we'll do RFR here. And Ray's like, oh, God. <laughs> and uh, Robbie's like, me and Lily will have to fill in here, but that'll be fine. And Lily like is like, uh, Robbie, I gotta that? go tour Milton, baby. <laughs> I gotta go tour the Milton Mall. And uh, Robbie again is like, Thanks for not prioritizing RFR. It's like, 
Robbie, we love you, but your friends have dreams and aspirations too. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, oh, Robbie. I do love thinking, like, putting some mental energy towards this mall tour, though, because it does feel like a very 2005 thing to be like, oh my god, we're going to go see this cool indie band at the mall because I'm 14 and this is the only place I can go see shows. <laughs> I know, yeah. I mean, like, I, I can't say that I've ever gone out of my way to, like, see somebody at a mall, but I feel like you would hear about it on, like, Family Channel or, like, you'd see yeah. it in magazines. There was one time I was at the Eaton Center and there was, like, um, some some 14-year-old influencer who was, like, I don't know that they were performing. I just know that there was a lineup to meet this person. I don't know what their significance was, but there were a lot of like real excited tweens. There was like, wow, celebrity. There's lots of fan con content to talk about later. It's one of the things that I have been able to find is a picture or two that people took when they went to see the RFR cast when they went on a mall tour. Oh, hell <laughs> and, yeah. Like, you could get like signed photos of them and take pictures with them and stuff like that. And there's photos where it's like, Al and Nathan Carter and a fan just like hanging out and posing. It's like, that's so cool. And it is such a, yeah, it's such a specific age group mm -hmm. of, uh, of thing. River called me during break today to tell me that he got an A in bio. So I called Travis to tell him that Garth Klimchak smelled like kiwi. The bird, not the fruit. It's great, your River's first call. We're in the cafeteria, they're like sound checking for, I guess this is the show that like Lily yeah. agreed to do with Waller. This is the cafeteria show that they had mentioned a couple episodes ago. So They're preparing for the gym tour. Here they are, the, <laughs> the gym tour. <laughs> <laughs> we will be at the Good Life Fitness in uh, I mean, Aurelia. I'm, I'm just thinking of like, if, if you're like a band nerd, if you're a band nerd in high school, <laughs> then like there's a good chance one of the things that you did was like every now and then you'd go on like a tour of elementary schools and you perform for the elementary schools. So I'm just picturing like yes. this, this group, like the, these three girls going on an elementary school tour and it's very wholesome. Oh my goodness. <laughs> they're, they're performing in the truly tiny cafeteria to, I, it's gotta be a handful of people because their equipment is already going to take up <laughs> half of the space. But it's true. We, we get like a good montage of them uh, singing and it's like a whole like Superman kind of song. It's you don't need to be super to be my man. And uh, Ray kind of like looks on and he like comes up to, to River and is like talking to him about uh, how he always gets her lilies. He's like, you know, that's her name, right? <laughs> it's, it's very good. But Ray is like very, very obviously jealous. Like after after being like very either hiding it very well or just like very not expressive of any feelings towards Lily for like a, a solid chunk of this season, it's like full force. Um, it's it's back river does like his like gross smarmy smile and he like kind of like locks his arm around like ray's neck and, like, her her face, like stay away from lily and it's uh <laughs> ooh, it's tense but we get like a, a fun montage of the rest of the gang at least enjoying themselves we get like shots of ray just kind of like looking disapprovingly at river but travis is rocking out with ed and ted and Robbie yes. and Kim are being all cute. Robbie's like got his arms around her and they're dancing. And it's it's very sweet. Hey, sexy. Good news. WRNW needs another junior reporter. The job is so yours. This is going to rock. Yeah, and Kim, meanwhile, has has immediately reclaimed her uh, her cougar radio throne. Yeah, River's just out. Kim is on the, on the air. And she reveals that the network she got a job at has another sl slot open for a junior reporter. And she says, Robbie, you've got to take it. Like, can you imagine us getting to work together all day? That would be awesome. And Robbie's like, I, I might already have summer plans. She's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Tell them, like, make sure to give them a call if you're interested. And so now Robbie is, uh, you know, Robbie's quest to keep RFR alive is under threat from his own possibilities. Wanna bet five bucks that tonight River gives you a lily corsage? What is your problem with him giving me lilies? I love lilies. And uh, that leads us to a very dramatic um, day at the radio station where Ray's being really weird at Lily. They end up having some real talk about what's gonna happen with RFR. Robbie says, guys, we need to tell the fans something. And Ray says, you know what? I am taking that Mickey's gig. It's what I really wanna do. And Lily says, um, you know how important No Man's Land is to me. And this could be a really big break. And Robbie's got his own tenuous plans too. And Lily says, also, it's not gonna be the same without Travis. 
Travis makes the point that they started RFR to find their voice, and now that they've sort of are, have found their voices, maybe it's time to move on. <laughs> and as he's kind of like making that speech, like it becomes obvious that he his mic is on, and he's like saying it to everybody, and everyone just kind of like slowly puts on their their headphones as Travis like makes this like pointed speech about the Buddha and everything being temporary and and all of this, and it's. Again, a very, very revealing thing for Travis to do as somebody with a secret identity. Obviously, knowing that like his his time is is like it doesn't really matter if it's revealed. At yeah, he's this about point. to peace out at the. He's city. about to peace out. But uh, yeah, and we we get kind of the gang looking at each other, and they're like, "Yeah, all right, I guess this is the end of it." So tune in tonight at midnight for yeah. their final episode of RFR. Like. If they didn't, they didn't have a plan up until now. And then Robbie just on the air says, okay, midnight tonight. Decides for everybody. I would not be happy. It's all over. Maybe it is time we moved on. So everybody, tune in later tonight at midnight for RFR's final broadcast. This break is not a CanCon commercial break in the traditional sense, uh, because... We haven't really gone into the RFR fan content yet, and there there are definitely some gems out there. I found a couple of really fun articles. There's an article on Fader called Shame on You for Forgetting That Radio Free Roscoe Was a Thing by Leah Mandel, published in 2017. It's a really nice collection of memories and also just like gratitude to RFR for getting her into indie music. So uh, here's some quotes from the article. Radio Free Roscoe taught me how to crate dig, both in real life and online. Lily, Robbie, Ray, and Travis were always hanging out at their local record store venue while perusing the literal crates of vinyl and CDs and chatting with the spot's supportive music guru owner. I could relate. When I was a teen, I'd spend hours in Tower Records, just soaking in band names and album covers and track listings. The RFR crew felt like my people. But I couldn't find RFR's killer soundtrack, a mix of obscure Canadian indie rock, pop, and emo, anywhere in the States. So I did exactly what Shady Lane, Question Mark, Pronto, and Smog would have done. I dug deep. I searched message boards and LimeWire and Kazaa. I downloaded MP3s of Three Cheers for Me and 99 Lives, nasally high-energy tracks by The Pettit Project, a band that released one album and probably never left Calgary. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I downloaded Reverie Sound Review, cute indie rockers who made sweet gems like One Marathon, and The Rocket Summer, whose sky-so-blue fueled fantasies of sunny days at skate parks. I found Quebecois punk group Sub, and I fell in love with my first all-girl pop-punk crew, Riff Randells. Their plucky lethal lip gloss still pumps me up to this day. It's just a, a really nice, it captures a really nice vibe about RFR, is that just kind of sense of indie music appreciation, which is really great. Um... I found another article where somebody kind of dives into their appreciation of the characters of RFR. Um, this article is called We Change the Rules Around, The Irreverent Legacy of Radio Free Roscoe. It's by Kate Sloan. It's from 2015. It's on Medium. The genius of RFR was in the way that it stubbornly defied tropes. No character was like a walking stereotype, even when it would have been much easier to write them that way. Just like the people you know in real life, every figure at Roscoe High had their own surprising quirks. The station's esoteric engineer, Travis, was smart, but not a geek, and he undermined his James Dean-esque charm by constantly oh quoting my. Buddha. <laughs> oh my. Meanwhile, the show's true hero, honor student Robbie, worried more about journalistic ethics and radio copy than his social standing, and yet he was never a dork. Even the show's villains were relentlessly multifaceted. The popular head cheerleader Audrey, who another show would have made into a mean girl caricature, had a secret obsession with extraterrestrials. Kim, the main DJ at RFR's competitor Cougar Radio, spent the first season whining and conniving, but then emerged as a conflicted overachiever and an unlikely love interest for Robbie. Even the show's strongest antagonist, Principal Waller, isn't just an authoritarian robot. He had a sentimental side and a hidden sympathy for the RFR kids, despite their frequent criticisms of his policies. She even includes, like, I guess she had a bit of an email chat with Steve Belford, aka River Pierce. <laughs> and I just wanted to share this one little revelation. So remember last episode where he sang the song for Lily? Yeah. <laughs> so here's uh, Steve's recollection. In one episode, he tried to impress singer-songwriter Lily by clumsily performing a song of his own. I thought it sounded so good when I recorded it, but on set, everyone laughed. <laughs> Felt oh, oh, Steve. <laughs> Steve! I'm sorry, we laughed too. 
Yeah, we did too. Um, but I like how those articles really kind of captured two things I've always appreciated about RFR as well is the fact that the characters are interesting and multidimensional and also that it just made you feel like a cool indie music kid and yeah. made you want to explore more music. Like, you know, Jody and I have said multiple times we made mix CDs a lot around uh, the, t the ages we were watching RFR and a lot of them included songs from this series. Um, so yeah, I was really happy to see those articles. There is... Uh, there is a subreddit. It's r slash Mickey's Discs. It has two posts, both by user RFR fanboy, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one is just a, one is a fairly recent picture of uh, Al McAdam and Kate Todd. It's really sweet. Um, Aww. It's from a couple years ago. They must have like gotten together, or run into each other, and it's just like, oh, uh, it's it's like Ray and Lily were still together and they grew up, and it's nice. <laughs> One one place where RFR is fairly popular is fanfiction.net. There's oh. just over 500 entries. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I remember. Yeah, I'm not going to... Jody and I found an unfortunate fanfic years ago that I don't think we're going to get into. <laughs> but it's, it's kind of cool to see. Like, there's fanfiction on there dating back to, like, 2003, 2004. So while the show was still in progress... Um, and really, you can get every pairing under the sun. You get Rilly, which is Ray and Lily. You get Trilly, which is Travis and Lily. You also get Ed and Ted slash Travis and Ray slash Robbie and Ray slash like you know you you, you can have any pairing you want. You're, you're really you're really not going to talk about the Travis and Waller slash, <laughs> including Travis and Mister Waller. You find some things that you don't forget, um, but uh. Yeah, there's lots of fanfic on fanfiction.net for Radio Free Roscoe. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of the main source of like fan works that I could find. Um, I did want to share some, you know, IMDB reviews as we as we tend to do. They're all from 2004 and 2005. So in the height of the show being on, which is always fun. Um, this review says, This show has really gotten me hooked and is the only show I basically watch consistently. A lot of people say you have to suspend your disbelief in the show, but you don't really have to. You can buy an FM transmitter for under $200 and set it up, and even though there are restrictions in Canada, I'm sure the rules state as long as you don't interfere with any one licensed radio station, then it is allowable. The only thing that wouldn't be allowed is playing those bands' music, but I believe this because people download illegally all the time, so I can imagine kids playing songs illegally. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing you could do if you're running a radio station is play music. If you don't want to do that, you're fine. The, the story is very consistent with teenage life, and most of the actors are very believable, especially Kate Todd. The show has already signed up for 26 more episodes, so it will be round a while, which I'm very happy about. Good luck to this show. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, this one is wonderful show. Radio Free Roscoe is great. As one of the few 16-year-old girls who's not amused by the media and society we live in, oh, <laughs> it's refreshing and, it's and encouraging God. to see a show that supports good morals and values. <laughs> I'm hoping this show will go on for quite a while. Oh my God. This makes me think of... Uh, I was thinking back to the Big Wolf on Campus reviews where there were two separate reviews being like, I'm 23 and I study English in university. I'm not like, I'm not dumb like you might think I am for liking this show. <laughs> I'm smart. My degree says I can watch Big Wolf on campus. And this one is my favorite. Uh, it's truly incomprehensible. The review is called Kids Are Like This. Kids under 16 these days think just like the RFR cast. That's why this show is so popular. I don't look at the fact that they are doing something and that they are not supposed to, in brackets, illegal. This is what kids under 16 relate to. Kids think like this and believe that it would be so cool to talk on a radio station. Some people try to look at the negative sides of things, but most of the time there are positive things to look at. The show RFR gives kids a goal, an influence. This show does some stuff illegal, but the characters in RFR always do their homework, barely ever get detention, make a commitment. These kids are committing to something. Wouldn't you rather have your kid committed to something like a radio station rather than drugs or something else terrible? RFR shows it exactly like it is. This is how it is for kids in our world. There are always going to be groups that kids hang in. This show isn't a bad thing. It's a good thing. There may be bad parts to the show, but the bad things you have to look for. The kids' things you can see right away. I am a fan of RFR. That's why I'm so passionate about this topic. So if R is RFR good or bad? I vote good. <laughs> 
Okay. okay. Kids are like this. Two thoughts. <laughs> One, I, it, you know, in when I watched it growing up and in the, you know, watch through that we've just completed, I've never, I've never thought about the legality of what they're doing. Yeah. That's never been on my mind. (laughs) Can you imagine the CRTC bangs down their door in one episode and that's why the radio station gets shut down? Spoiler alert, that's how this episode ends. Oh, fuck. Well, I guess we don't have to do the rest of the episode. (laughs) But also, like, they're like, the the points that they make about, like, them getting good grades and not getting detention, (laughs) there are entire episodes dedicated to the fact that they do get bad grades and they do have detention. And yes. Travis gets into fights. <laughs> yes, Travis, Travis nearly beats up so many people. Oh my god. But I mean, life is like this for teens. Just Yes, kids are like this. Kids are like this. Just radio DJs, all of them. Uh, I did do a quick search on Tumblr. I found a cute Tumblr. It's radio-free-roscoe.tumblr.com. And uh, it's mainly just full of some really choice screen caps from the series. Nice. They're super cute. Um, some of them are just like goofy expressions. Like I like this like one two of River Pierce just like laughing at itself. The Ray is so good. It's it's really fun. It's it's kind of short, but it's like a good kind of best of uh, screen caps. I also, when I was doing the Tumblr search, I found some choice text posts that I'll share. Um, here's one. Did anyone else watch that Canadian show about four high schoolers rebelling against the system by running their own radio show growing up? Because I did, and it was awesome. <laughs> or, uh, here's, I need a Disney Plus, but for Canadian teen shows. <laughs> Which I like would be great. Yeah. <laughs> this one is very silly. Stoned thought of the day. Radio Free Roscoe wasn't just a show about an underground radio station. It was a symbolism of capitalism and fascism versus socialism and communism. Whoa. <laughs> um, uh, what? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> All right. Oh, I, I don't know about this. <laughs> oh, man. But that's funny. Um, one person said, if Radio Free Roscoe ever got rebooted, it would just be about a bunch of kids podcasting, which, surprise, here we are. <laughs> it's us. We are the reboot. It's us. It's us, baby. We are the reboot. We're going to go into the mainframe. And then this one, Kay, is it just me or was there some major tension between Travis and Robbie? I mean, really, they're basically flirting with each other all the time. And with lines like, hey, Blair, this is my friend Travis. He's my friend. What am I supposed to think? Hmm? <laughs> Oh. I don't know. I don't see it. <laughs> oh. I mean, if, too too bold. Too bold a move for Family Channel in 2003. But, damn. And if it was, honestly, if it was Robbie with any other guy, it would be River. Like, the tension oh, yeah. there was palpable. Yeah. So, the one of the last things I have to share is my favorite. It's when we get to do a BuzzFeed character quiz. So, Jody, we're going to find out which Radio Free Roscoe character right. you are. Pick an alter ego, Sasha Fierce, Slim Shady, Hannah Montana, or Allie G. Sasha Fierce. How often do you listen to the radio? Every day, only in the car, maybe once a week, or never? Only in the car. Pick a secret location for your radio station. So we have a treehouse, a garage, what looks like a little hobbit hole, and a cardboard box. A treehouse? <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's extremely cool. It, yeah, when Ray mentions it's tree fort, it's like, can you imagine if the whole show took place inside the tree fort? Why, why they got all these cool hangouts? They get a tree fort, they get a shed. Oh, I mean, when, when you say shed after tree fort, it doesn't sound that great. <laughs> they have a shed. They got a shed. How good are you at keeping secrets? I'm a blabbermouth, I'm okay at it, I'm pretty good, or I'll never tell. I'll never tell. What kind of segment would you want to do? New music, love advice, interviewing celebs, or parody songs? Parody songs, baby. Oh no, someone is about to discover your true identity. What do you do? Remain calm, freak out internally, avoid them at all costs, or tell them the truth? Avoid them at all costs. Do you sing in the shower? Yes, my voice is a gift from above. Once in a while, not really, or never. Once in a while. Where do you usually stand at concerts? Near the bar, right up front, somewhere in the middle, or I don't really go to concerts. Somewhere in the middle. Pick a pair of headphones. We've got like a nice blue kind of like cushiony over the ear dealio. We've got some classic Apple earbuds. We've got pink, uh, pink headphones and we've got kind of like a wiry wooden finish fancy pair. Yeah, I like those wooden ones. 
How would you impress your crush? By making them laugh, gazing at them with your smoldering eyes. I wonder whose answer that is. Serenading them or hair flip in slow motion? My eyes are on fire. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'll make them laugh. You got Travis. Okay, Smog. You're quiet (laughs) and mysterious. Everyone is always curious about what's going on in that head of yours, but you like to keep some secrets. This makes you pretty irresistible, and people are always crushing on you. the Buddha once said, baby. Oh, so Jody is Travis. So yeah, if you're looking for fan stuff on RFR, there's a few cute things on Tumblr. There's a lot of fanfic, and uh, yeah, there's a good BuzzFeed character quiz and a couple of articles, and other than that, um, I guess there's also this podcast. It's us. (laughs) It's us. We're the fandom. It's us. We are the fandom now. This whole, the whole doing the CanCon commercial break has been a really fun segment. Yeah. Uh, we found a bunch of really fun stuff. Found some series that we didn't really watch when we were kids or even know about before. Learned like, some wild shit about Babar. Learned about, yeah. learned about that <laughs> not Toad true. Marathon. Oh my gosh. That's so wild to me. I was trying to think back to like all the shows that we've covered and I think there's actually a couple that I would go back and watch some more of like Mm -hmm. I watched a couple episodes of Big Wolf on campus and it was really campy and goofy um I also really kind of resonated with our hero uh are there any that you would go back and kind of watch or get more into I mean like I I rewatched like some of them like 16 I watched um I rewatched some episodes oh, yes. before recording that that episode, and it's still very fun. Um, yeah, Race Face was one that I, I never watched, and like watching a couple of episodes of it, I really liked. I mean, like Goosebumps, I hadn't watched before, and then we watched them together on Halloween this year, and it, it was, was good. Fun. It was a great time. It's a great time oh, watching some it. friends. I I feel like yeah. pretty much all of these shows, if you watch an episode with some some friends, you're having a good time. Oh yeah, and there's like. You know, we covered like 51 series and there's so many other weird Canadian <laughs> series out there. So, so many. I mean, like know, even between the two of us, we had, a, we had a full spreadsheet of other options that we just we didn't mm-hmm. get to. So if we didn't, you know, if we didn't uh, find your favorite, take a little deep dive into the Internet because uh, you can find some really fun and goofy posts. You can find some weird shit. You can find some really weird yeah. shit. So proceed with caution. But uh, it's it's been probably my favorite part of this whole process has been researching the CanCon and finding those like weird little weird little snippets of, of fandom. You know, be be sure if you end up re- researching a, a show that we didn't cover, let us know how many times an actor from the show was in Heartland yeah. or Murdoch Mysteries. <laughs> and let us know if there are any change.org petitions. Yes. That was one thing that surprised me is that there wasn't one for Radio Free Roscoe. Oh. But man, I would actually love to see like some sort of DVD release or something of this show someday. It'd be great. Well, I mean, there was one DVD release. <laughs> yeah, it's true. There was like, it's got like eight episodes. I found it in a Zellers for $3 like 10 years ago. And so I have it, but I want a full 52 episode DVD set. That would be freaking sweet this is ed and ted but tonight we're mc hyper funk master e diddy ice daddy and ted okay so we pop right in we've got easy icy ease master whatever ed is <laughs> calling himself the easy bake oven easy easy bake oven easy bake oven and ted are <laughs> djing the dance and everyone's having a good time uh we get a little montage of people dancing Travis and Parker are dancing, but then Travis just kind of ditches her, and he's like, okay, I'll be right back, and then he runs off. Turns out he's going to the principal's office to try and get rid of his permanent record. I guess that was why we had that whole Waller set up, and I'm very mad to to say it turns out we really don't see Waller yeah, again, no, was, I'm very sad. After so much time without Waller, that's that's the last uh, that we, we get. I was kind of hoping, I mean, obviously it wouldn't fit within this episode that we would get, like, one last-ditch, like, Seem between the two of them where he like implies, like Travis implies that he's like behind RFR or something like that. Where yeah. it's like that's kind of like the closeout. Like there's some scene between either him and Waller or between Robbie and Waller where it's like there's like this implication and there's this understanding between the two of them and there's like this kind of respect from Waller for for it. I would have loved to see it. You know what's funny is realizing like 
I hadn't realized there were just so many differences between the first and second seasons yeah. until this rewatch. Like, the second season really drops the whole antagonism of Waller constantly trying to find out who Arafar is. It's true. Because he just drops off the map and it becomes all about the relationships. Hey! Don't shush me. I don't like being shushed. My brothers used to shush me and I hated it. So what are we doing? Parker ends up finding Travis in the principal's office and asks him what he's doing and she spooks him and papers go flying everywhere. And she says, ooh, I'll join you on your secret mission. He's like, you, this is a me thing. You don't have to help. And she's like, oh, come on, I want to help. And she's like, you should kiss me because it's dangerous and sexy. <laughs> They, and so it, it's like the third time somebody has said sexy in this episode alone. I think I think that's the biggest <laughs> difference between season one and two is that in yes. season two their their budget for the word sexy really went went up. <laughs> they said yeah, they have to pay the CRTC like <laughs> like a few hundred bucks every time. They said they we, we didn't use up our our sexy quota in season one. Our sexy you know, we got So many opportunities. <laughs> Gotta fill the sexy quota. Oh no. Um, but they, they kiss and they back into the door, which appears to lock. So now they're locked in. And uh, so Travis and Parker are going to spend the rest of their dance in Waller's office. I'm going to spend the whole summer with you. <laughs> okay, Jade, if Kim finds out, she is going to kick your butt. Meanwhile, back at the dance, Kim says that she's actually going to quit her reporter job because she wants to just spend the summer with Robbie. This is right after Robbie has said he's going to take the reporter job so they, they can work together. And Robbie's just like, you know, he's loving that Kim is kind of like being fr so free-spirited, but he's also very confused because <laughs> he says like, you know, when Kim finds out about this, she's going to be really mad. And uh, Kim, Jade Kim is like, I don't care. <laughs> and she's just like having a great time. But then, then we get like a very like dramatic moment. Lily kind of walks out of the, the gym and she sees Ray just kind of standing in the hallway leaning against a locker. I don't know that he's contacted her at all, but he's just kind of like standing there waiting <laughs> as if like this is like a big moment. I wonder if he did kind of like a turn and look for like everybody who like walked out the right? door. Right? Just like looking mournfully at everybody who walks out, like Principal Waller walks by. And, and, and it's just a gym. With there's multiple guys. doors too. What if like she had come out yeah. she come out of the wrong door? <laughs> like there's like just just the the staging, the drama of all of this. Ray runs in like out of breath, having come from another door. <laughs> but she looks at him, she's like, Ray, Ray, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I just came to get my $5 because he had made the bet before that like, I, I bet he, I bet River gives you a lily corsage. And she's like, all right, what, what is the problem? And he said, well, it's because River doesn't understand why you like lilies. But if River was the one, you would have told him it was because when your hamster died, you buried him in a lily field. And... I mean, we is that it? we know all of the hamster lore. We know Lily's yeah. hamster is pretty significant in her life. Is that so? So as a as a reminder, this is the hamster that replaced the hamster that Robbie and Ray totally killed. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know where she buried that hamster, or rather, <laughs> rather where Ray and Robbie buried that hamster. Now I'm just picturing like one of those like midnight scenes where it's like they're burying the body and it's ringing and muddy and they're just trying to hide away. I'm their trying secrets. to remember. Didn't they do something like that? Like they sent him down the river or something? Yeah. Or like, did they? I, I can't remember. Something like dig that. Back, dig back in my brain. I there there's a joke in there somewhere about sending down the river and River Pierce <laughs> and River not knowing <laughs> Lily's about Lily's dead hamster, but he knows about that one. I don't know. There's something. He doesn't in know there. the dead hamster fact. There's something in there. But <laughs> Ray says, you know, I know because you told me and because we've spent you know, all of the big moments in our lives together. So now, ultimate game of choose. Oh, it's a choose callback. And Lily's got to choose between him and River. And River at this point has come out to the hallway to kind of like stare him down. And Lily just kind of like disappointed at like Ray making this whole big spectacle and putting her on the spot. It's like, let's go River. And takes him back into the dance. And Ray leaves. And oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's so dramatic. You think Ray might have learned from the last time he tried to like dramatically, yeah, uh, convince Lily to date him. It didn't didn't go if, well. If that he time. could just be chill about one thing, this probably would have been <laughs> be like chill. sorted a while ago. In the principal's office, Travis and Parker are hanging out, and Parker says, "Let's play the lying game." And I guess it's where you tell lies. And start, at first, they start off. Like, you know, they're preposterous and whimsical. And then Travis's lie is, I'm not going to miss you with my whole heart. And I know that you really are coming back. 
And that this isn't the last night that we'll ever be together again. She's so sad. It's it's real sad, but it's also like it's this very sweet Parker and Travis moment, like call back to the night in the line when they first played this game. Yeah. And Travis said that dumb shit about her like not being nearly as pretty oh. as Lily. God, I forgot about that. <laughs> But yeah, they've come back around and now they're just slow dancing in the principal's office and it's really cute. We see a whole montage actually of Kim and Robbie dancing and Lily and River dancing. Not, <laughs> Lily River dancing. Not river dancing. <laughs> yeah, Lily River dancing on River. Um, so Lily and River are dancing when Megan kind of yanks her away and says, Lily, we got them all to her. And uh, River comes back. He's like, what are you so happy about? And Lily just kind of stares at him for a bit. And she's like, I gotta tell you something. But like when, when River comes up, we get like this like creeping like close shot of him where it's like slowly zooming in on River. Like, so what are you talking about? And it just kind of like stays on his like goofy smiling face. It's like this slow zoom in. <laughs> I just kind of hate it. I'm ready to accept my past, especially seeing as you're a part of it. And then uh, we go back to Travis and Parker again. They have a really meaningful conversation because the whole thing with Travis trying to steal his permanent record is he's like, I don't want my past to keep following me around everywhere. And then he's like, you know what? Now I accept my past because you're a part of it, Parker. So I'm going to leave my permanent record here. And Parker's like, okay, cool. And then it turns out like the door was unlocked the whole time. She's like, should we go? And Travis is like, but I thought you wanted our, this night to be special. And she's like, it is special because we I got to have you all to myself. So it was all a ruse. It was all a Parker ruse to get him alone and to kind of help him confront that part of himself and oh it's it's very Parker's so brilliant very sweet and and very nice oh and then it's the big scene oh I I remember this scene so so clearly uh so Ray is alone at the station and the door opens and it's Lily Lily has left the dance and uh he's like what are you doing here and she's like, well, I found out that No Man's Land got the gig. And my first thought was, I can't wait to tell Ray about this. And in a callback to the start of the episode, when River was talking about that's how he knew she was the one for him, Lily realizes that Ray is her first call and has always been her first call. And it feels like things aren't real until she's told him about them. Well, if I'm your first call, then... Who are you going to call first about this? And then they kiss, and it's great, and it is... It's perfect. Oh, it's so good. And one marathon starts playing. And one marathon starts playing to close us out. Our favorite RFR soundtrack piece comes in to play over the final Lily and Ray kiss. Okay, if you don't hand over the real Kim, I'm going to be forced to call the authorities. We go to Cougar Radio where Robbie, you know, finally gets an answer from Kim about why she's been acting so different. Um, And Kim says, you know, when I got to Paris, I was surrounded by 100 Kim Carlisles and I hated it. And I realized, you know, I spent all this time focusing on the future and what was lying ahead that I didn't stop to appreciate what was around me. And Robbie's like, you mean like this? And then they kiss. Oh, these, so they're these gonna have a boys great and like they're the smarmy little like lead ups to their kisses. It's wow. Wow. Such, such smooth. Okay, dad, he's going. Well, 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 this is a surprise. Actually, it's not, is it? Nope, it's about time. And then, oh, my, my, my heart hurts too much. Oh. We, we go to the radio station for the last scene of the show. Ray and Lily are being so cute. Uh, together and then <laughs> Robbie and Travis totally do the flashing lights on and off thing and Lily out of like just like instinct says okay dad he's going <laughs> but of course it's Robbie and Travis and they're like well it's about time you guys and uh, Tra- Travis says you know I want to say goodbye uh, with you guys on RFR but Parker's waiting for me so I should probably say my goodbyes now and it's just like uh. watching this again I like I gotta think this was the last the last uh, scene that they actually shot as a cast. Because it's just, it's, the emotions are so... I, I genuinely cried. I genuinely cried watching this. Me too, even though, like, I've seen this so many times and it's 15 years old. I cry so much every time. <laughs> Travis says goodbye to everyone. And it's so, like, 
it's it's funny. I remembered so much about the Travis Ray antagonism, but to like have a new appreciation for their friendship as it blossoms. Yeah, and, like, like, like this goodbye. whole season has been really beautiful and we get, you know, their little send off and Travis says, you know, Ray, you're a true preacher. That's friend and teacher. And they both say <laughs> best of both worlds and they, they hug and it's really, really sweet. And he and Lily have a real emotional goodbye where he, you know, she says he's an old old soul with a rock and roll attitude and she's going to go far. And they hug and they tell each other that they love each other. And like that just to like totally felt like genuinely like Kate Todd was upset. And, like and Kate Todd and Nathan Carter were upset at having to like end the show. <laughs> like it's so sweet. It was really good. And then, oh, Robbie and Trav have like the biggest hug ever. Um, cause you know, Travis says something great, like life has made my world big, but you made it small, but he means that in, like, <laughs> in a nice just way, the way in a nice way, <laughs> just like, I think of the Robbie and Travis escapades, like when, you know, Robbie takes Travis around Roscoe and tries to get all the good sounds and stuff like that. Or when they tried to tear apart Ed and Ted. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. But they have a really, a really big good hug. These boys having such good friendships. It makes me so happy. Now, I know you guys wanted to say goodbye to the audience on our farts, but before you do, I just wanted to say one thing. You have callers. Phone's going off the hook, and Robbie, Ray, and Lily uh, get in the seats and put on their headphones and start taking calls, and it's it's folks like Ed and Ted saying, like, we want our RFR, and like, you guys can't go, we need you, or somebody saying, like, I wouldn't have made it through the year without RFR. They finally get a call where it's like, so guys, what's it, what's the deal? What's it going to be? And ultimately they say, like, you know, keep your radio dial tuned to 88.1. You never know what's going to happen. And then we get, oh, it's too much. Like, tra like Travis, like, leaves and you see him go up the stairs and he stops and he looks back. Oh, oh, gonna cry again. He just kind of, like, waves goodbye to everybody. And we end with Lily saying, RFR, you're on the air and taking another call. And that's oh, the end. That is the end of RFR. I can't deal with it. Oh. It's so sweet. It's so sad. It's such a sweet, sad ending. I don't want it to be over. <laughs> Give me more. It's Give fine. More. It's fine. Give me more 15 years later. It's fine. It's fine. I'm also mad because I feel like... How long has Travis's dad been in Hong Kong and Travis has just been here by himself? Just let him stay here. Just Come let him on. stay. Put him in, <laughs> coach. Let him stay. Put him in, coach. And then keep him here. <laughs> That's why you do sports, right? You just keep him in one place for a long time. Yeah, you put him in and you keep him there. <laughs> oh, oh man it's such a it's such a good finale like it's one of the best series finales honestly like this last scene is just so genuine it's it's a huh. really sweet wrap for all all of our four main characters you know we get developments in all of their stories and especially for this to be like you know if if you take the show as being like travis's story more than anything to like the the start of yeah. it having no friends being that that kid sitting alone and then like Ending with this, it's very sweet. I feel like we've said it's, it's so very true. sweet, like after every scene in, the, in this in this show, but especially <laughs> in this so, episode. But it's just it's such a it's it's a really show. really heartfelt episode. Yeah, and it really is a wonderful arc. You know, Travis might kill again, but he might kill again, <laughs> but not in Roscoe. I'm I'm confident that he he made it through this year without killing anybody. <laughs> who knows maybe he's been changed for good maybe his killing days are behind him maybe but i mean he he didn't get to destroy the <laughs> records so uh sucks so for for the final time uh we'll throw it over to the uh sacred documentation we have from radio free roscoe4.tripod.com to document the songs in this episode so we've got waiting for you by calgren power theme by the front my world by hutch the Summer Sends Its Love by Sherwood, and, of course, One Marathon by Reverie Sound Review. Oh, it's always, it's just one marathon. <laughs> it's, my my heart is just playing one marathon. I, I was listening to I, it yesterday, just, just vibing while, like, oh. cleaning around the house, and just... 
just feeling like a little kid again, just listening to Reverie Sound Review. I think I think rather than going down a band profile, since we've talked about most of these, I just want to have a look around the rest of Radio Free Roscoe4.tripod.com. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I clicked on a link that said RFR, I am icons and wallpaper, and most of the images are broken, <laughs> except for one picture of lilies. It says, for all you RFR fans out there that saw the last episode, this is a picture of the corsage that Lily wore, which it absolutely isn't. It's just a picture of lilies. <laughs> <laughs> this is a picture of where her hamster is buried. <laughs> you don't want a picture of a hamster grave <laughs> i got you um there's a page called rfr pictures all the links are broken love it there's rfr quotes read all of the rfr quotes here from the first episode all the way down to the sad finally <laughs> sad finally <laughs> the sad finally it's the alone again naturally sequel rfr characters all the uh, all the images are, are unfortunately broken. One thing we haven't, I don't think we've mentioned, I can't remember if we mentioned or not, but the, the brilliant background of this page is just like purple stars and shapes and it's got cyan text on it. It's just, it's such a snapshot. Yeah, it's, it's an absolute relic of like early 2000s website. So, like, big thanks to, to RadioFreeRoscoe4.Tripod.com. Yeah. I, I don't know if you're ever going to find this podcast or if we're ever going to find out who you are, but you really helped us out. Yeah, we, we could not have, like, sourced all of these songs and had, you know, at, at least semi-accurate song lists. We, we never would have yeah. been able to, to do it. I tried to do it for the first couple episodes. Very, very hard to do. Especially oh when God, we've got, yeah. like, shit that's as, as niche as what we've been finding. It's true. Um, thinking about songs in this series, though, um, we got some really, really great original songs, Mm -hmm. um, for the series, including the surprise, uh, what was it? Two Little Monkeys Sitting in a Tree turned out to be an original for this series. I mean... Which was a new revelation. It's, it's so good. It's so good. And the fact that it's, you've got, like, in, like, the universe that you've got, like, the canon, like... (laughs) OG recording of it that gets played on the radio in the detention episode like you've got like that version of it but then you've also got like the No Man's Land cover of it delightful I think my favorite Lily song from this series is probably still the one that she sings for Travis absolutely um this song will find you it's just it's so lovely and it's all it's all it's all all the sadder because we now we know Travis leaves (laughs) But it's a really sweet and tender song. Yeah. It's it's a shame we didn't get more uh, Parker-led songs. Because I really like the song that Parker writes as well. Yeah. For No Man's yeah. Land. It's I, really I think that, that's one of the best ones. And I, I really like mm-hmm. the mashup that they, they did um, an episode or two back. Where you got like the little No Man's Land mashup of a couple of their songs. It's pretty great. Yeah. I feel like there's, uh, you know, it's, again, there's not a lot of momentum for re-releases like this. But... If they ever released like an actual like No Man's Land CD that had all these songs on it, I would buy it in a heartbeat. Oh my god! In a heartbeat, with Lauren Collins. <laughs> I would Sean buy Ashmore. the show in a heartbeat. <laughs> in a heartbeat. Show my support. <laughs> I love this show so much. Well, pretty convenient that we did a podcast about it. Then it's funny how that yeah, works out. Yeah, it's it's nice to do podcast about the things you love. Yeah, that's a podcast about things you don't like. That sounds terrible. Yeah. You gotta like what you do. Just make sure you have an awesome sister slash best friend and a niche Canadian show you want to talk about. <laughs> Can't relate. <laughs> someone out there, someone out there will find that combo. This song will find you. <laughs> Sneak up behind you. Well, that about does it for us here on Podcast Free Roscoe. If you're finding this, you know, in the future, past past our kind of initial air date, and you want to just shoot the shit about the show feel free to find our social medias and send us a message you'll still be able to find us at podcast free roscoe on facebook and instagram or pod free roscoe on twitter you can also we'll still check the gmails we might even reply to things someday i'm sorry we're so busy (laughs) but we do we do read and love all of your messages it's been really honestly guys it's been really really cool we've gotten some really lovely messages from you guys and it's it's really great that you know we've we've created something that you guys have been enjoying and following along with yeah. and we've got some interesting uh lore submissions as well <laughs> um and uh 
yeah no we we just we really appreciate you guys and thank you for following along with us and feel free to stay in touch uh you can reach us at podcastfreefrosco at gmail.com for now i'll just say keep an eye out for the names sammy orlowski and jody roach in in your media sphere horse mysteries coming <laughs> coming 2021 2020 horse mysteries <laughs> baby but yeah, thank you for joining us on this journey. We know that this has been a pretty, pretty niche finding, but we've, you know, been glad that we've hit some people's niche as well. So uh, thank you. Thank you for listening. So until we meet again, this is Podcast Free Roscoe signing off. Die, die, die.